One of the great things about John and the way John does his job is he gets out and he sees the people all over the state. We're going to start this week's Preps Today with John Millay, part of TalkNorth.com, by talking about Erskine, Bemidji, and Willow River. Yeah, hey, Jim. It's good to be back here with you. I did some driving last week. Uh, I kind of previewed it on last week's show. In the in the neighborhood of 650 miles from Ooh. Thursday, about one o'clock, I left home and I was I was back home. I don't know, ten o'clock Friday night uh, to Erskine, the home of Winnie Mac High School, and then uh, where I watched volleyball. I'll talk about that in a second. Left the volleyball, drove an hour west on beautiful Highway Two up north to Bemidji for the night. Stopped in to say hi to Paul Bunyan and Babe, the Blue Ox, on Friday morning, then about three hours to Willow River for a football game. And it was, the weather is so great right now. I'm not, there's not breaking news there, but uh, that three hour drive uh, on Friday from Bemidji to, to Moose Lake and then Willow River was just spectacular. Just such a beautiful day. And I don't, I don't know if I had ever driven past or seen Big Sandy Lake before this trip. I couldn't have told you where Big Sandy Lake was, but I drove past that and I didn't see a good spot to pull over and take some photos. But the the highway I was on uh, was kind of elevated and you look out over this lake and there's islands out there and the blue water and the colors on the trees. I, I, I got, that's the first thing I said to my wife when I got home, I said, you ever heard of Big Sandy Lake? She hadn't either. I think I'd heard of it, but I didn't know anything. So that was that had nothing to do with work. That was just a really cool thing to see. So let's go back to Erskine, to Winnie Mac. So I went to watch volleyball. Uh, Faustin, a uh, short drive down the road, came to play Winnie Mac. But the reason I was there, the main reason was they had a wonderful celebration of Title IX. This is, we're still in the 50th anniversary of Title IX. <laughs> And they brought back all these, you know, the very first female athletes from those schools back then in the early 70s. It wasn't Winnie Mac. There was a school called Winger, and the other one was Macintosh Erskine. Now that they're the two of them, <clears throat> the three of those towns are Winnie Mac. But they introduced 18 uh, former athletes and a coach from the early 70s. And the best thing about that was, I, I, to me, I think, was seeing current female athletes, the volleyball players from Foston and Winnie Mac, starting maybe to have some sense of what things used to be like for female athletes. I talked to both volleyball coaches and asked them, what do your kids, what do the girls know about Title IX and pre-Title IX? They really don't know a lot, but you know, that's 50 years ago. There's no reason teenagers should know much about that. But uh, I wrote about the, that night in Erskine. If you go to John's Journal at mshsl.org, you can, you can read about that. And then the second part of my trip, uh, Friday night, actually Friday afternoon, a five o'clock football game. It was homecoming for Moose Lake Willow River, and they play that game early. So a five o'clock start that worked out for my schedule. They hosted the Masabi East Giants, which is a great nickname. The Willow Moose Lake Willow River Rebels, boy, say that three times fast. And the Giants from Masabi East. The, the score was Rebels 43, Giants 14. Uh, but the thing I'm going to carry with me was this football field. I'm going to talk about the scenery again. This football field in Willow River. I don't. I asked uh, Dave Luchek, the head coach, how long it's been there. He's been the head coach for, I think he's 24, 25 years. He doesn't remember before. The, I mean, you know, the, this thing's been there forever. 
And I tweeted a lot of photos from the place. And I gush about small town high school football fields all the time. This this place in Willow River is really spectacular. It's surrounded by pine trees. It's in a little quiet, kind of tucked into this corner of the small town. And on one end of the field, extra points can end up in the woods and little kids go get them. And at the other end, you might hit a moving car on the street going by. And there's no track. The fans are right on top of the thing. It's just, again, uh, there's a John's Journal story in the works on that. And a couple of other items. While while I'm traveling like this, Jim, you know, you're, you're right. I do see a lot of people. I meet a lot of new people, but I see people I've, I've met before. So while I was at, at the football game, I was chatting with uh, two friends from Moose Lake, Mary Ellen and Pat Dewey. I wrote about Mary Ellen a few years ago after I learned somebody had clued me in. At, at that point, I think this was three years ago, she had been keeping a basketball scorebook at, for every game she was at for something like 58 years. I assume she's still doing it. Her husband, Pat, you know, they're retired. Their grandparents, Pat, was a lifelong uh, educator and coach. Their kids, their grandkids are sports-minded. One of their grandsons was playing on the Moose Lake Willow River football team, so it was good to reconnect with the Deweys. And and my original story from a few years ago, uh, that's reposted on John's Journal. And another guy I know, I've known for quite a few years, uh, I saw in Detroit Lakes, when, when I was up there a couple of weeks ago, we talked about my trip there. And this goes back to, I don't know, it was eight or nine years ago. I was uh, at Brainerd High School and the athletic director, Charlie Campbell, who's now on the high school league staff, was telling me about a young, a young man, a student there who was interested in journalism, sports journalism, and would I have time to sit down with him. And of course I did. Young young man's name was Jared Robedo, and here we are in 2022. He he's a he is an absolutely tremendously talented journalist. He's the sports editor of the newspapers in Detroit Lakes, Perm, and Wadena. Uh, so we we connected up at that football game in Detroit Lakes a couple of weeks ago, and then in the wake of that, he wrote a really nice piece about how our friendship began, and, and I'm really proud to call Jared a, now a colleague and a friend. You know, I remember when he was high school. I think he was a junior in high school. Now he's a full grown-up doing grown-up things, and he is really, really talented, Jim, and I know you agree with me. People like us who've been doing this a long time, it's just so great to see young people in this profession just doing great work. And, and Jared Robedo certainly is that. That's really cool to hear. I just hope our profession treats him well. That's all. Exactly. Hey, let's uh, thank our producer, Brianne Burdett, and our sponsors, Pizza Barn in Princeton. Uh, thank you to Jody Stay, the proprietor there, and Minnesota Propane. Get out and that, use that propane and keep using it even after the snow flies because it still works. Uh, thanks to everyone who listens to TalkNorth.com. Check out all of our shows, Cheryl Reeve, Michael Russo, John Krasinski, Jeff Diamond, Lavelle Neal, Roy Smalley, uh, Mike Grimm, Dave Lee, our outdoors content. We have a massive amount of stuff. Also, if you like basketball, uh, not only are we very lucky to have Cheryl Reeve, one of the great coaches in the world on this staff. We also have John Krasinski, who brought in a couple hundred people to Head Flyer Brewing last week for our Wolves preview show. So check it all out. The network's doing great. The network's doing great because you listen. We do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, one of the people who helped us get here and keep supporting this show is Jody Stay of Pizza Barn in Princeton. Yeah, you're right, Jim. Uh, that's a family-owned business. They're, they're closing in on 40 years uh, of the Pizza Barn. It's a fixture in downtown Princeton. It's a, you know, we've been there several times. It's always a busy place. There's tons happening. 
in the actual pizza barn and around the community. And those two pizza barn food trucks are busy. They bring the, the goodness right to you. They're racking up miles. Uh, they can be found at churches, schools, car shows, breweries, businesses, tons of private events, which I think is awesome. And it's easy to book uh, a pizza barn food truck for your event. Go to pizzabarnprinceton.com, click on food truck, and then click on booking. Give them some info. Jody will get back to you. And you'll also find lots of other great stuff at pizzabarnprinceton.com, including the full menu, which extends way beyond its famous pizza. They've got just about anything you'd like. So like you said, Jim, our great thanks to Jody Stay and her crew at the Pizza Barn for being our longtime sponsor. And remember to get out there and grill and use propane. All right, let's get to the postseason and other good stuff. Yeah, we are in the postseason of the fall uh, sports year here. It's shocking, I know, but uh, girls tennis is always the first one there holding section tournaments right now. So we are officially in the playoff season. Won't be long before state tournaments begin, and we'll culminate the whole thing with the prep ball, which is which has been moved back. In case you haven't heard the breaking news, uh, not Thanksgiving weekend. There'll be two weeks between the state football semifinals and the prep bowl. So the prep bowl games will be December 2nd and 3rd at U.S. Bank Stadium and other good stuff. Uh, uh, we're going to go around Twitter a little bit here. Things I saw a cool tweet from St. Michael Albertville High School after a after a big football win on homecoming. A bunch of students spent 45 minutes cleaning up the bleachers with with the grounds crew, helping the crew clean the clean the bleachers uh, the tweet said many of these same students positively led our huge student section throughout the game we're proud of their leadership kind of a similar thing at a volleyball match in Rozo between the Rozo and Warroad uh, the tweet says both student sections were amazing. Special thanks to visiting Warroad students for cleaning up after the match. It was a great night shared together and uh after a football game between Marshall and Tri-City United, uh, a, a photo was tweeted of both teams posing for a photo after the game to support a nine-year-old Tri-City United student named Jacob who's battling cancer. Congratulations to both teams for, for knowing what's truly important here. And some congratulations during Mabel Canton's homecoming football game last Saturday, the field was was named Carl Urbaniak Field in honor of the now retired coach who led that football program from 1985 until 2021. That's a good run for Carl. Uh, congrats to Jackson County Central Volleyball Coach Deidre Wireson. She reached 150 career wins. And now I need to clarify something from last week, Jim. I talked about Dan Westby, the volleyball coach at Marshall High School. He was closing in on 500 wins. We've had some clarification from some people who pay attention to such things. He did, in fact, on Saturday get his 500th win at Marshall, and they had invited all kinds of former players and coaches to come, and they took pictures afterwards with Dan. But he had coached elsewhere before Marshall, so his actual – his actual number of career wins is 687. And in the high school volleyball world, that's a big number. So before long, he's going to hit 700. Right now, six coaches in history have won 700 volleyball games in Minnesota. So Dan Marshall from Westby. Dan Westby from Marshall. Say that. Yeah. Dan Westby from Marshall is uh, is uh, at six. Well, he started this week with 687. So, And they've got a great team. Uh, we'll see them at the state tournament, I suspect. And uh, it's fun to watch uh, Dan's teams play. Good deal. Uh, let's get to one of our set pieces here. When we can, we thank a ref who we thanking this week. 
Yeah, this is actually, we're thanking all the officials because we still have issues. I mean, this thing, it's getting, I think it's getting better. Uh, this week, in fact, uh, it will be, it'll be held before anybody hears this podcast, but we're doing another uh, basically online Zoom recruiting session for people interested. I, I assume that'll be another good, uh, a good outcome there. But there was a girls soccer game this week, uh, Thursday, scheduled between St. Cloud and Becker. It had to be moved to another day next week because they could not find officials. So this shortage is real. It's affecting all sports. And we also need to think about, you know, it's not just officials. You know, this bus drivers issue that we've had since COVID settled in is, is, is real. A tweet from Moorhead High School was an important message and maybe surprising message to some people. I'll read it. It said, quote, we are in uncharted territory. Over the next few days, we will likely cancel games due to a lack of bus drivers. Please encourage anyone eligible to get a bus license. This includes parents, grandparents. They get paid to drive to the games. And I'm assuming that this probably isn't varsity games. That's going to be your priorities. But we've talked about it before. It's those lower level, the JV games, sophomore team whatever it is, B, C squad games uh, are just going to be canceled. You know, it's, it's, it's when you don't have officials to be there and, and referee and you don't have somebody to drive the bus to get the visiting team there. Yeah, we, we've got issues. So we need more officials. We need more bus drivers. No doubt about it. Another set piece. Let's go to most valuable teammate. Yeah, we've got this rolling again this fall for the new school year. Uh, the latest most valuable teammate, Luke Poole. He's a junior football player at Zimmerman. He leads by example on the team and in the community. He shows his teammates how to lead. He interacts with uh, and coaches youth football players. He leads at community events and understands his role in representing himself, his team, and his school in the classroom, on social media, and on the field. Congrats to Luke Poole of Zimmerman, our uh, MSHSL most valuable teammates. And before we wrap it up here, Jim, I got a, a couple of late breaking items yeah. here. Um, I the, we're talking here on Wednesday afternoon, so Tuesday night. I was I. Absolutely. I don't know how I did this. I stumbled into a photo I shot in September of 2017. I was at a high school football game in Marshall and I, I, I just saw this photo of, of the Marshall team as they're walking out before the game, walking out to the field. And number nine is the first person out there. He's holding the ball. And I asked people, does anybody recognize number nine? Well, it's, it's Trey Lance as a high school senior. I had no idea. Uh, I have no memory of that specific photo. I think huh. I think I found it on the MSHSL Facebook page. I must have posted a big photo gallery. But here's this young, fresh-faced uh, Trey Lance at uh, and uh, as a high school senior, kind of a cool photo that got a lot of action on Twitter, lots of likes and comments, and people certainly knew who he was. And even though he's not playing this year, if anybody watched the 49ers. Uh, this week with Jimmy Garofalo playing pretty well. Uh, that was interesting. And I'm going to be at a football game Friday night. I'm going to go down to St. Clair. I've never been to a football game there. This is St. Clair, uh, Mankato Loyola, a co-op team. It's homecoming in St. Clair. The, the opponent is Waterville, Elysian, Morristown. I've seen St. Clair uh, Loyola play. I've been to a practice, but I've never been to a game in St. Clair. So it's time to do it. That's where I'll be Friday night. Good deal. Uh, we will have a lot to talk about next week because of your travels. Thanks for a great show this week. Thanks again to Brian Burdett, Pizza Barn in Princeton, 
Minnesota Propane. And thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com. And check out all the other shows. Also, I should have mentioned earlier, if you like this show, best way to listen, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. Of course, the entire network is free and pretty easy. 